That's right. That's right. They have the. Okay, turn to page two in the Chutzani, which you have in front of you. As we continue in the sugya of giving children be adayim, yisurim, uh, we will have a fascinating collection of uh, of examples. First, he quotes the Ramah Yerodeh in the first column, in the bottom paragraph. Ayem Ramah Yerodeh. It's a fascinating Ramah. Rabbi Yankov has a comment I will share with you about it. Why they use a mitzvah? Well, two reasons. One is the original example from the Medrash is given about the mitzvah. Remember, Moshe Ben was found by Bisya. Some people think her name is Basya. That's not her name. That maybe became her name when she was Magyar. Her name was Bisya. I mentioned to you, I spoke, uh, spoke about this in my daughter's Kiddush 20 years ago. Um, she's married now with a child. Uh, but um, you look at Divrei Yamin, the only time Basi is mentioned is Divrei Yamin, her name is Bisya, which sounds more Egyptian, come to think of it, than Basia. So they had Daishan, why it became Basia, Baska, maybe after she's Megayer. But she wanted to feed the child, and he wasn't nursing for many mitzvahs, so he told the young girl standing there, she told the younger son to go get a Jewish lady. The young girl was Miriam, the lady she brought was Yechevet. Uh, we learn from there that even though it's not usher to nurse from a gaita, but it's not preferred. We'll discuss why in a minute. So that's one example of mitzvahs. The other reason probably is the censors, they didn't want to write, they usually picked a nation that wasn't around anymore. It wasn't part of the regular civilization where the church was, where they were censoring these things. A lot of times you'll find mitzvahs where it really means goyim, like it helps the and things like that. So, um, so it applies to all goyim in this case. Chalav mitzvah is chalav Yisraelis. It's kosher. It's chalav Yisrael, as a matter of fact. Chalav mitzvah is chalav Yisrael. It's a funny statement. This was a very common shayla in Europe. My grandmother told me that um, she remembers, she was a young girl, she remembers that if a, woman gave, if a lady gave birth and she couldn't nurse, they'd have to hire a wet nurse. Sounds archaic. She remembers this uh, from Vienna, even. And it was often a non-Jewish lady. When they get a Jewish lady, they try to follow the mom up, but they couldn't always get one. And usually the Jewish ladies are having their own kids, and they needed the milk for that. And the non-Jewish girl, the Jewish girls who were not yet married didn't have milk. For a non-Jewish lady, marriage, not married, didn't make too much of a difference, and often they had milk. Who? I'm saying, but they, I, my guess is they had more non-Jewish ladies who could nurse, whether they were married or not. If you have one kid, you can have some spare milk. If you have six, <laughs> you can. So it wasn't always easy to find a from a Jewish lady. You need a from lady, I'll get to in a minute. Why? Not just Jewish. It's because of the typhus they're eating. And um, she remembers they had some wet nurses that were not Jewish. They used to treat them like queens. They used to give them the best food. They had all the steaks. They had all the iron. They had whatever. Whenever there was something nutritious, they got it because they wanted the infants to have it. Fascinating. So here there was a, the families that were short on food, uh, but if they had something a little bit better, they'd give it to the uh, they give it to the wet nurse. 
So it's mutter. It's mutter, and when you have to do it, you do it, and you don't put the kid in danger. Uh, somebody called me um, just last week with a uh, baby formula question. The child was not gaining weight, an infant, and they tried this, that, and the soy, and this, they tried everything under the OU, and it wasn't working. So the doctor suggested baby formula X, which doesn't have a hechsher. So they called me up, can, uh, can I use it? So I told them, start using it now and send me the ingredients. Which is an interesting answer, cautious wise But uh, ingredients read like a laboratory, as usual. Like 50 ingredients, three quarters of the names you can't. Uh, so I'll, I'll investigate it for her. But uh, the investigation could take two days and the kid needs the nutrition. So, and whatever's in there is, is uh, I, I'm 99% sure without looking at them, it's probably bottle. Even if it isn't, the kid needs to eat. And, they, and the doctor was concerned the kid wasn't gaining weight. With that said, most of the time you could find a kosher alternative, and I bet if I look around, I could probably find one now also, but that might take me a week, and I'm not willing to chance it. So the din is his mutter. In Europe, they use the, the heter, quote-unquote, the ikara din. However, the Ramah suggests, if you can avoid it, fascinating, fascinating concept. You have something that's kosher, I'll be din, and we can still discuss him to my life. That's incredible. I would have thought that's an oxymoron. How can something be mutter and cause tin to my life? If you remember, there was a controversy in a certain city where they found Nebuch, somebody was selling tray for chickens. I don't know if you remember such a thing. A certain city in the East Coast. Um, and uh, if you remember afterwards, I wasn't here yet, Baruch Hashem. Um, I, I remember I came, I happened to be, I was here that Shabbos. The story broke on Sunday. I came back to Flappish. I walked in a million Sunday morning. I said, what'd you do? I said, what to do what? He says, you went to Muncie for Shabbos? The whole place <laughs> fell apart. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, it was that, it was that week. So um, I didn't have to cash my kalim. That's one issue. The kalim is, uh, but what people are most concerned about, rightfully so, is that uh, even if you, you're relying on a hechsher and you're relying on somebody, people are very nervous about Tintam and Efesh. And many of the people speaking about it, commenting on the subject then, said there was a problem with Tintam and Efesh, which, again, if not... You never saw the sugi. Is how can it be tinta nefesh if I'll be dinner with mutter? The answer is that might not be a stira. There were those who said, I gave a share in it and flappish at the time. Uh, it was easier to talk coherently about it then because no one was really hot tempered about it. So I just gave a, a share on the on the tut stadim. And I remember, I, and I brought there are makaris and on both sides. There are definitely peskim who claim that if you ate it with a heter, it was kasher mahadrin mahadrin, and you didn't you didn't suspect and could not have suspected anything. Then it was kasher, and there's not tinta manefish. because mutter how can it be tinta manefish? Interestingly enough, uh, they tell me Rav Meisha held like that. Um, I didn't see it in print. I don't know if it's true, and I have a bit of a stira because Rav Meisha has a tshuva about medicines, where he says even if you have a medicine with stuff as bottle, and there are medicines like that, you should still try to find the kosher alternative because of tinta manefish, which is, sounds like the other position. I, I, I never got clear what, what Ramesha held on that, but Lamaisa, you know, it could be that, that you can be mechalic, something under Heksher is automatically kosher. Everything's kosher here. We know this typhus in there, which is bottle. One can be mechalic. But there is such a concept. The Ramah is introducing such a concept. You can have something that's kosher and not mahadran, not preferred, because of a timtamanefish issue. Does that mean Ramah would hold of that by the chickens? Not necessarily, or else there wouldn't be a mechalikis that Ramah already said over here. You should be careful. Um... There's also a Shaila. I remember I had, a, I don't know if I mentioned the story, I had a friend who once, um, Yeshiva went for a walk and picked some berries. 
know how he knew the berries weren't poisonous, but uh, he claimed he knew. And he was eating the berries. In the middle of eating the berries, he saw there were things crawling around. They were infested. Should have checked them before. He didn't. He knew raspberries, you got to check. And uh, strawberries, you got to check. He didn't realize this type of berries. So he felt sick to his stomach. He ate bugs, you know, 10 million lavum. And um, I remember he went and asked one of the place came and he said, should he cause himself to throw up? He doesn't want the tint of throwing up, does not do the answer. The answer was done beshegi, maybe pshi, but it wasn't amazing. And throwing up will, will not solve that, but maybe it'll solve a tint of nefesh. Assuming that the tint of nefesh is part of your system. That's not a crazy assumption, because why is it there's no tint of nefesh by any other area when it's mutter? We don't find any other category with something's mutter and there's tint of nefesh anyway, if you could be machmer. So I remember he was told it's not going to help because uh, this place felt, and I saw Rise in the later on for this, that the Tintanefesh is triggered when you swallow it. The Maisavera is a base When you swallow it, it doesn't help to throw it up afterwards once it's in your stomach. The Avera, the whatever you call it, was done as you swallowed it. It's well, going down the throat. So it doesn't help to throw it up afterwards. Throwing up afterwards is as good as turning off a light when you accidentally turned it on. It doesn't, doesn't do anything for the Jews. Um, so that's all part of this debate. But you do see the assertion that you can't have a concept. Shadows, where to apply it? You can't have a concept when something is absolutely mutter and the hetter was used, but the Ramaz says try to avoid it if you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not intent. I mean, it's only a concept by food. It doesn't apply by any other avera. Well, he's an oral. It's not, uh, you know, not a great position to be in, but he's not, it's not in Shemayim. I don't think he's... No. No, it's only about food. I don't think we find the concept anywhere else. The Maisavera is when you swallow it. So pumping the stomach doesn't do anything. That's the Shail. That's exactly the Shail. So this person was taking the Tzad the Achorayim that it's the Maisavera. Ah, he wasn't amazed. Okay, but the Maisa, he swallowed typhus. Mm, I was thinking of that. Not that you're saying you're, it's a raya that it becomes part of your flesh. You get fatter from it. It's in your system. It's it's a raya, but it's not a raya shenel of tshuva because you could say that this is the old, one of the few of areas that it actually goes in you. But but the ma'isachila was not, okay. That but you're taking the side. You're assuming the tintum is coming to the fact that if he doesn't throw it up, it's going to become part of his flesh. That's not there are those alone like that, but that's not so partial. That's not so posh. There, there, there are Averas that, uh, look, Gilead Rai is also an Avera that can become part of you, part of her, whatever. There's something that's nichas in the body. It happens to be there's a Gemara Neven that says somebody's Mazana with a, with a Gaita. Avramavina doesn't save him, but Gehenim. It seems to be besides the actual Avera, some also residual effect. No. Very heebie jeebie. It's not. Ruchni is a thing that can affect, but it's very serious. I mean, the Pesachim are very, wherever it applies, the Pesachim are nervous about it. It can affect, Tintam HaNefesh, Tintam can affect your upward, upward mobility in Ruchni, let me put it that way. Because it's, his kasha, his kasha, that is, seems to be it only applies by food. So what is, where is food different than any other Avera? The fact that it becomes part of your body. So the physical might be mirrored in the, in the spiritual that it's still in your, literally in your kishkes. So it becomes part of you, so maybe that's where the tent of comes that's from. What? Yes, but he only pinned on that because that's the mice of air. If you, the other side is like you're saying, that's not the mice of air, it's the fact that it's in your system. There's a famous story, which I don't think happened, 
uh, written up, I don't know, was it in the Ramosha book? I don't know. Where Ramosha, I don't think it happened. It does make sense. It does make sense for two reasons. It always but it does make sense. Um, story was that Ramosha once ate Chal of Stam by accident and threw it up. Drank Chal of Stam by accident and threw it up. So the reason the story is probably not true is because, number one, Ramosha was the Baal Heter, that it's not Treif. Okay, but Ramesh himself did say a Baal Nefesh machmer, and he knew he was a Baal Nefesh. Ramesh said that because Ramesh was concerned about the other Shita that held that it was Shreif Midabon, it was the low plug. That's really what the Sugi boils down to. I can hear there might be a tent on the side that it's Asim Midabon, and there might be a tent of a Nefesh. Not, not ridiculous. But the second Chiddush would be that he holds that uh, you can do it by throwing it up, as opposed to swallowing it where the Avera is done when you swallow it. So, anyway, Ravuven said the story. Never happened, I'm not surprised. Um, what? A lot of errors that cause physical things. I mean, not, but we only find about them to, by, by, by eating. That's, that's not, they, they have this concept only exists by eating. So again, just to recap, the Ramah introduces us to the concept, but the, where we apply in other cases is, is uh, the jury's still out on. But here, the Ramah does say, it's Maylid, the Lashon over here, the Chalav, Akam, Metam, Tamalev, a Maylid, Loi, Tevera. It's not good for your learning, it's not good for your Ruchni, it's not good for your Midas. Maylid, Tevera is a pretty scary Pretty scary thing, yes. I thought that uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want a miracle, it was because he was going to speak to the Rebbeinu Shalom. Yes, so we're going to get to that. That's where the Rabbi Yaakov comes in. So hold that thought. I'll get to it in a few minutes. And if you have a Jewish menekes, like your wife, so uh, I get a lot of shaylas about prenatal vitamins. So the medical end of it is some doctors swear by it and some doctors laugh at it. And many in between. So it's important over here. I, I never tell a lady not to take it because I, maybe the doctors will swear by it are right. But uh, I have a lot of ladies who call, who have been some call before, some call during. They've been taking prenatal vitamins without a hechsher. That's not a very good idea because uh, we're talking about, think of the Ramos talking about when you're nursing, you're worried about tintam and that even a Jewish lady shouldn't nurse magaita, and even a Jewish lady should be extra careful not to take any tarvis into her system. Certainly, when the baby's getting fed through the placenta, through the uh, through the uh, placenta, so uh, the food's mom is going to the baby. Everything she's eating, so that sounds just as to me sounds just as chummer as uh, as nursing, if not worse. And there are prenatal vitamins available with a hechsher. So one lady told me, she says, yeah, but it's a from company. It wasn't really tested by the government. I said a lot of things that were claimed to be tested by the government weren't tested by the government either. And uh, for a suffix of whether the whole thing is worthless or not, I think you can probably take the Jewish brands. That was my humble medical opinion. What? And the Jewish brands can't be tested. The Jewish... That's true also. Yeah, yeah, you're right. First thing is, it's Matzah Shemra. Good point. First thing is Matzah Shemra. And even in Tin Salama, right, I should have, I, I, I meant that, but I should have included it. First thing is Matzah Shemra Hechatesi. And the second thing is, is that we're not even sure the whole thing is necessary. So if it wasn't tested, so maybe it's 80% uh, uh, as efficient as the other ones. For that, it's not a matter of life and death. I, I, think, uh, I think we should get something with the Hashra. So it's not it's a Mitzvah Farsin, because I'm not saying this is the time in the baby's life where you're supposed to be careful. When the baby is in formation, the baby is growing, this is the time to be in these things. Uh, and as the child grows up, which is what we mentioned last week, we the kid wants to eat a cheeseburger, a Big Mac, double Big Mac, he can do it and we don't have to stop him. But it's not good for him, which is why the minute is we stop him. Even though it's mutter, it's tim tamanefesh.
That's the, that's the issue, and that's what the Ramah really is saying. Ubeshach, top line. Ubeshach Kasav, Kalaymar. As we saw, nobody asked me if he's not Even the father does not see The kid's two years old is eating a cheeseburger. You should be mafishim anyway. Certainly the parents and anybody else will be a nice thing. An innocent one and a half year old takes a bite into a Big Mac. He's in a park. Somebody leaves on the table. He starts eating it. He's not doing anything wrong per se. He's not even a gilachinach. Parent doesn't have to stop him. It's a good idea if they do, because it can be mazik bezeknusa. It can come out years, years later. I remember, I probably saw this when I was a young child in one of the Ushalayim Shalmaila stories. Did you ever read the five-volume set? You all grew up on that. No, you didn't. If you didn't read it as adults, you should read it. So go back to it. It's a five they reprinted in English. No, you never read the Ushalayim Shalmaila stories? They didn't have it in England? What's the matter with you guys? Why? I mentioned it last time? Did I mention this story? Okay, it's the Gears of Yankasa. There are a few good stories in there. That, uh, it's a five-volume set that have like a hundred stories. Uh, I remember one of them that uh, there was a kid who, uh, who ate Shkute Chutz, which is hard to do, because they don't have a base of meat. There's no Shech to Kabonis outside. Shkute Chutz in Europe was something that when they, the killer made a Takana, the butcher couldn't make a Panosas. They used to give him a monopoly, so to speak. And in this town, often one butcher for the ten state to look around it, he would give, be given the license, and it was also to cater any other event with somebody else's meat. You couldn't buy anybody else's meat. And that was the only way to support it, because they, they shuffled a big cow. They had to sell it to all the towns, or else the guy would go bankrupt. So, similar to copyright laws they gave his farm. So, um, so they made, to enforce it, they put a harem, they made a gzair, they used to call it, the expression was shchutechutz, that nobody, if meat was being imported from another city, and that was halachically illegal, and somebody ate from it, he'd be eating tarifas midabonim, come out. The, 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 the rabbonim made a gzair against that meat. They only make a gzair, they made a gzair, you can't bring it in, but then they made a gzair, even if it's brought in, you can't eat it. It's obviously built up the gzair. So this story was a big chiddish, because uh, they found that a kid was having big issues, where they couldn't learn, and he was immune, all sorts of problems. I think they brought him to Abishu Vlade Diskin, one of the other time he already had been to Yisrael, they moved to Yisrael, and they found out, and the parents couldn't understand. They served glot the whole life. And they found out that once he was by a chasna at the edge of town, and he came in and he ate, and that chasna was serving glot kosher shchutechutz, which mitaraisa was kosher, and mitakanas ha'ir was chazatreif. And even that caused intiman efesh. That's not, not a deraisa, not a darabonon. It was a, a darabonon of uh, the local rabbonon. That's pretty, pretty scary, if, if the story is true. What? Well, you shine some stories were about 150 years ago. Something like that. Well, that was the Kiddush of the story. But they definitely made Takanas like that. I mean, they made also the, you know, we have the kind of shum of different killers that got together. So, um, so that, that stuck in my mind. Uh, we don't have it today. In New York, there's no Shrit Echutz. We just like to keep everything kosher, that we'd be happy with that. Uh, there's no, no Xer against importing. And again, we want him to have a head start in his Ruchnius, and you should mafresh the kid as much as possible because it's good for his sitkus. So, Akiva, you asked before, how is this whole Ramah bringing a rife Meshra Benu Pesha also Dabra Meshchina? So, Rabbi Yankov asked that Shaila. Rabbi Yankov said, you see from here a very important Chinachvart that you have to train every child, Kilu, he's the future Gadol Adar, because if you don't, then he'll never reach anywhere. It's a very important Vart. 
So you say, well, I can train every, uh, what's the statistical chance of my child being the future God? And it doesn't make a difference. If you shoot for the stars, you'll reach whatever his potential is. And if you say, it's not going to be a God anyway, that's from Meshra Beinu, my kids, not Meshra Beinu, so you're not going to get anywhere. That's what Yaakov says on your, on your kasha, which is a beautiful and true, very true verse. And it doesn't work if you don't, uh, it's always like that, you know, somebody, some brainless person once told me, he says, uh, I once said over in the shir that Elof uh, Nichnes and one Yetzel Ha'oraz, I have a better idea, why don't we just take the one, one kid who is Rosh Shiva or Rav material and put him in and let everybody else go to work. One of our Kalim discussion. So I said, I don't know, but you probably didn't hear the Gemara just said over either that or you don't understand the Aramaic or Hebrew, for that matter. Gemara says you have to have a system. You can't produce the one unless you have Elof Nichnes. Push it like that. You can't have any system like that. If you have 100 scientists come in, maybe one will invent um, the penicillin. Without, a, without an environment, then nothing's going to happen. And every system works like that. Kol came when it comes to something as important as learning. So Rabbi Yaakov says, that's what this Gemara is saying. You have to treat your kid every... There are 100 kids over here in this Bemeji. Each kid might be the Pesh, also the Abba Meshchina. And you've got to give them the biggest chance in his Ruchnius. You can't say, well, my kid's going to be anyway, whatever, A, B, C. It doesn't make too much of a difference. It doesn't have to be so holy. Forget students. Chavrusas. You need, nobody grows up in a vacuum. You need a system. Push like that. Which is why you need as many. Every yeshiva opens up. It's another successful Klai Yisrael. I've heard, I've heard comments, not, not from anybody over here. I've heard comments along the way. Why do we need another yeshiva? Uh, Mamish, it's, it's not only Chrome Hashkavali, it's just brainless because they don't understand anything about education. Every, if, we had, if we had a million more yeshivas, we could do Chanukh Ladabidaka, one yeshiva per student, we'd be better off. We just can't afford it. But every yeshiva plays its, plays its role. It's Pasha like that. Okay. That is the Ramah. Go to page three. Actually, don't go to page three. Go right here. Kasar Ramah. It's the next line. Now we're going to have a few examples. Starts off with one kula. We had the um, we had the machlekes we started with between the Rashba and the Ran on one side, the other Sham on the other side. Can you give a kid be a diamond iser if it's for the sake of the kid? And it's the Remember, you need both those conditions, and even that we're going to modify. If you recall from last week, we don't really pass like the Rashba. Rabbi Kivega brings it down with the Eved, the Machaber, maybe the Ramal. Don't seem to go with the Rashba, and they hold you can't give a Kibi a dime even in this Durabonim. Now, as you're aware, there's a famous sugya. If a person has. Oh, we're at the birthday cake again, but that's the case, not my fault. So, <laughs> 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 getting into this, if you have it, he's going to discuss a birthday cake. Uh, you have a. Uh, <laughs> you have a. Um, you have a cake with letters on it. With writing on it. And it's Shabbos. So let's discuss adults first, and then we'll discuss children. What's the din? So there's a lot of raid in the Achreinim. Is it Asr? How Asr is it? Uh, there are some Achreinim that Yehuda says, look, we're dealing with uh, Ashinui and Shalok Kederach, and this is the Rabban, I'm breaking it, you're not writing. And he, and he quotes many, many different Rabbanis. He said this. Now, sometimes you have five Rabbanis, it doesn't make it mutter. Could be also for five different reasons. Meidida says you're eating it derech achila. He's not so worried about the issue in the first place. Uh, but there are many of them that are, and the Ramah brings down the machmirim for adults. Kasev Ramah also l'shaber uga shukasev la kemen isias. He talks about stama cookie which has letters. Kasev mishabura zelashina muta litin latina. The mishabura says even though for adults while machmir you're allowed to give it to a kid. Interesting. Normally, whatever we don't do, we don't give to the kids. That's the issue we're on. That's Safina Biyadayim. So why all of a sudden should this be mutter? 
whether it's for birthdays or other things, they used to write uh, little things, cute things, on the cookies. And he asked, and they were feeding them. I guess the, the, the things they wrote were dafka for the kids. The adults didn't enjoy it so much. They used to write cute things for the children. And then they fed it to the children. So how's that, mutter? Even on Yantif. Even on Shabbos. Is that unless you're Mechak Manas Lichtev, it's not in his Darius anyway. It's Malachan Shen Sikh Lagufa, Darmina Perakla Gadol. Me is Sir Dabanik, but it's still in his Darabano. But Tinak and Lachush, and for a kid, you don't have to worry. Why the Katnachan Avelis and based in Mistuv and Lafrisha, Reish Sadi Dalad, Hecha de la Safina Biadayim. You're not giving it to Biadayim, and therefore there is no Isser. News, the obvious cash is, what do you mean? You know, the whole case is we're giving him a cookie. What do you mean, not giving Biadayim? What kind of heter is that? He took it. They don't have to stop him. And if he's in Madagilachinach, even the father doesn't have to stop him. Here we're talking about we're handing him the cookies. As I mentioned, birthdays, whatever the occasion was, I don't know. They had a, you're asking him, why don't you avoid it? Make it on Tuesday. We're talking about that serving on Shabbos. Most of the time, it does come up on Shabbos, by the way. That's, first of all, thank you. That's true. The Muslims did not cookies on Shabbos. That's a very good point. And let me tell you something. Even today, when we can afford cookies on Tuesday, the, the, the birthday parties I've made, we, never, we always make on Shabbos. A, we never use candles anyway, as you know now. Uh, so it's no, no problem. And B, who has time on a Tuesday night to serve a cake? Our Shabbos is serving dessert anyway, so we'll serve cake. And even then, it's, so that's the only reason. That's all. So they were serving something nice for Shabbos. So, so he says, he's, he's quoting Achreinim Avi, he says, it's no problem, Emes Metzuf Lafisha. So he's going to ask the Avis Kasha, this is not Emes Metzuf Lafisha, this is giving me a dime. What's Emes Metzuf Lafisha? That's the Kasha he's going to ask. The answer is going to be interesting, Mr. Shem will save it for tomorrow night.